Section 61 of the Book of Divine Consolation of the Blessed Angela of Foligno. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Treatise 3, Instruction and Consolation Received from God Concerning Her Tribulations. Once I besought God that he would give me something of himself, and he made for me the sign of the cross. Then I prayed him that he would show me who were his best beloved sons. Wherefore, amongst other things, was this example immediately told unto me. Let us suppose that there was a man, who had many dear friends, whom he had bidden unto a feast, prepared with great care and diligence. If it should happen now, that many of those who were bidden refused to come, dost thou not think that he would grieve for those who came not, seeing that he had abundantly and with great cost prepared the feast, and that he would receive those who did come with great honor? And is there any doubt but that, amongst those who were all joyfully received, there were not some more familiarly loved, whom he placed near unto himself at table, eating with them out of the same dish, and drinking with them from the same cup? With great joy in my soul I then asked, O Lord, when thou biddest all, do thou tell me more fully of the difference? And he answered, I have bidden all unto the life eternal, and preparations have been made for all, and none can excuse himself for that he hath not been asked. But of all who were bidden, only few come, and are given places at the table. And he gave me to understand that he himself was the table, and not only the table, but the food likewise. I did also ask, by what way were those come, who were come, and it was immediately told me, by the way of tribulation, such as the virgins, the chaste, the poor, the sick, and the patient, with many others who have suffered tribulation, and were destined unto salvation. Understanding thus the reasoning and explanation, every word did greatly delight me. Yet all had he bidden, and all did he equally call his children. In these words was it notified unto me, that virginity, poverty, sickness, loss of children and possessions and other temporal goods, and finally that all tribulations were sent by God unto his children for their good, albeit at that time they did not know this, and could not understand it. For this reason there were many greatly troubled in the beginning, but afterwards, like true sons, they endured everything with patience and thanksgiving. Such are those who most commonly attain unto eternal life, nor is there any other way. But those who are bidden unto the special table, whom God maketh to eat of the same dish and drink of the same cup with himself, are those who desire and strive to know who is this good Father and Lord, who hath bidden them to the feast, and who seek to please him by the imitation of his most holy cross, and by voluntarily taking upon themselves poverty, contempt, ignominy, and affliction. For unto such sons as these doth God send many tribulations, the which are sent unto them, as an especial grace in order that they may eat out of one dish with him. For at that table, said Christ, I was called to drink the cup of the shameful passion, which was made sweet unto me through your love, although it was of itself exceeding hard and bitter. Recognizing this grace and mercy, therefore, albeit they do find the tribulations bitter, these sons do nevertheless esteem them supremely sweet because of the love, grace, honor, and worthiness contained therein. Therefore are they now not afflicted by their troubles, 
and the greater their tribulations, the more delighted are they, and the closer do they feel themselves unto God. Wherefore do I say and affirm that the children of God do feel the divine sweetness, mingled with persecutions, tribulations, and penances, all of which was set forth unto me in the aforesaid preaching. Countless times have I experienced this, and I could not reveal or declare the sweetness I felt, or the tears of exceeding great joy that I shed, when I was troubled or reviled by my brethren, my friends, or my kindred. During a time of great sickness, as I was lying very weak, there did again appear unto me, God made man, Jesus Christ the Consoler, and methought that he had great compassion on me, and said unto me, I am come to serve thee. The service which he rendered me was to stand before my bed, showing himself to be so pleasing and so gracious, that it is a thing wholly unspeakable. And I beheld him more clearly with the eyes of my mind, than it is possible to behold any person with the eyes of the body. And so great was my joyfulness and supreme delight, that it can in no wise be expressed or declared, because it is wholly ineffable. Again, upon a certain holy Thursday, I said unto my companion, Let us seek Jesus Christ the crucified, and let us go unto the hospital, for perchance we shall find him amongst those poor, suffering, and afflicted ones. So we took the cloths which we wore upon our heads, not having aught else, and giving them unto the servant of the hospital, we bade her sell them, and with the money, buy something for the poor of the hospital to eat, and albeit she feared to do it, telling us that we should cause ourselves to be reviled, yet because of our great importunity, she went and sold these poor little cloths, and purchased fish with the money, unto which we did add the bread which had been given unto us, for the love of God for our own sustenance. After this we washed the feet of the poor women, and the hands of the men, but especially those of a leper, which were all putrefied, and spoiled, and full of corruption." Afterwards we did drink the water wherewith we had washed him, and that drink was so sweet unto us, that we tasted of its sweetness all the way as we returned until we arrived at this place. And because a scale from those sores had got into my throat, I endeavored to swallow it, as though I had received it in communion. And at last I did swallow it, and I found it to be so sweet, that I can in no wise describe it. This have I told, because although man is troubled in the beginning by the penances, afflictions, and tribulations he has accepted of God, yet doth he at last find exceeding great consolation therein. A further consolation given unto her of God. Another time, when I was stirred by spiritual tribulation, it seemed unto me that for the space of a month I did feel nothing whatsoever of God, Yea, it seemed even as though he had wholly forsaken me, and I was not able to confess my sins. Although upon the one hand, methought this had happened unto me because of my pride, and upon the other hand, I perceived my sins so plainly, and with such deep conviction, that I doubted if ever I should be able to confess them with due contrition, or even declare them with my mouth. For this reason, I could neither praise God nor pray." But I perceived that this alone remained unto me of God, that I was not as greatly troubled as I deserved to be, for having desired to depart from God through sin, yet I could not have desired to offend God for all the good and evil in the world, or consent unto wickedness. 
thus was i deeply and most terribly troubled and afflicted during the whole of the aforesaid time then through the mercy and pity of god there spake unto me a voice and said daughter beloved of almighty god and of all the blessed saints in paradise god hath placed his love in thee and beareth more love toward thee than toward any other woman in the valley of spoleto then did my soul cry aloud and answer how may i believe this seeing that i am full of tribulation and do seem to be forsaken of god the voice made answer when thou thinkest thyself to be most forsaken then art thou most dearly beloved and nearest unto the eternal god and again he added a father who hath but one dearly beloved son doth administer unto him delicate meats in moderation and permitteth him not to drink pure wine but he doth mingle the wine with water and permitteth him to eat nothing hurtful in order that his food may do him no harm but always good and god doth likewise mingling temptations and grievous tribulations with his consolations and keeping the soul in these tribulations and temptations for if he did not do this it would plunge into intemperate enjoyments as into a sea and would be drowned wherefore as i have said when the soul seemeth to be most forsaken then is it most loved then were my tribulations somewhat tempered but not wholly taken away for i did not yet feel disposed to confess and communicate but in a short time they were all taken away and thus it was told me it pleaseth me that thou shouldest communicate because if thou receivest me thou hast already received me and if thou receivest me not thou hast received me nevertheless communicate therefore with the blessing of the father the son and the holy spirit and do it for reverence of almighty god of saint mary the virgin and of saint anthony whose feast it is to-day for unto thee shall be given a new and most excellent grace which thou hast never had before there was vouchsafed unto me accordingly the grace to confess and the desire to communicate and i did confess immediately now whilst mass was being said i perceived myself to be so full of sins and shortcomings that i could not speak and i thought that the communion which i then desired would be a judgment upon me nevertheless there was presently granted me such an admirable disposition that i was able to place myself wholly in christ then i entered into him with a faith and security such as i had never before experienced i placed myself in him and in his merits as though i were dead and with an admirable certainty he would raise me up to life again wherefore i communicated in his faith and there was granted unto me a marvellous feeling which left me in a peace whereby i was given to understand and to feel that all tribulation which had happened unto me was for my good and this communion which i received did bring my soul in faith unto this perception and desire that is to say i desire to give myself wholly unto christ because he hath given himself unto us wherefore i do take new delight in the longing for martyrdom and i desire so much that i rejoice when grief and tribulation more than usual do fall upon me hence do i conclude that in the end god consoleth every troubled soul thus i do remember me that being one time afflicted and believing myself forsaken i heard it said unto me know thou beloved that thou art not forsaken 
yea rather god is nearer unto thee and thou unto god in tribulation than in times more prosperous then cried my soul if it be true that i am nearer unto god in tribulation may it please him to take away all my sin and through the merits of his passion to give me free absolution to give also his blessing unto me and unto my companion and likewise unto the brother who hath written down these things and the answer was given me saying thy sins have been taken away and i bless you with the flesh of that hand which was nailed upon the cross then i beheld that hand stretched out in blessing over our heads and i rejoiced greatly at the sight of that hand because verily it was a joyous thing to see and unto us three he gave his blessing saying the blessing of the father and the son and the holy spirit be upon you and may ye keep it through all eternity moreover he said unto me say unto thy brother the writer that he should seek to make himself little and forasmuch as he is greatly beloved of almighty god he must strive to love him yet more thus in many ways did he deign to console me he who consoleth all who are in tribulation unto whom be honour and glory for ever and ever End of section 61